Welcome to another episode of Unfold with Maroon and Gold. This is another episode of our 12 Days of Podcast series. This episode is hosted by Arwen Zamaala and Maxim Klein. Today we are interviewing Mr. Howell. Hi, I'm Mr. Howell here. Happy to be here with you guys today. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, okay, to start off, our first question is, in general, how do you celebrate Christmas? Oh, in a lot of ways uh, to answer that, but I'll give you a couple examples. Um, from the time I was a kid, I was used to decorating the house with my mom and my grandma, uh, my nonna from Italy. Um, we had a lot of Italian traditions, um, certain certain dolls that were mechanical are in our windows. It's a very Italian thing. I don't know if it's a, if it's a well-known thing um, with, with candles and they look like kind of choir members sitting in the window singing. Um, in addition to that, we were just used to helping my dad outside work on the house for lights. So we'd put lights on the roof. We'd decorate all the gutters. We'd put them on the windows outside. We would uh, set the front lawn with some Santa, uh, I guess some, some inflatables, some of them that are just like those light up ones that are plastic. Um, so a lot of decorating in the month before Christmas. Um, and I'd say one of the big things that we did also was an advent calendar. So every night we would be able to, you know, open up a different door and eat a piece of chocolate and, uh, and kind of really enjoy it, even though we didn't really know why we were doing the advent calendar at that time in our life. So do you have a favorite tradition out of any of those? Uh, I would probably say favorite tradition is probably something I didn't mention yet, actually, would be uh, we, we celebrate what are called the seven fishes. Um, and it's a typical Italian uh, Christmas Eve dinner where the main course is primarily all seafood. Um, and we've kind of deviated from the old school seven fishes that were used to the point where now we're including like things like shrimp parmesan, which is not a fish. I mean, it's a, it's a I guess, crustacean. Um, but still some form of seafood. So we've, we've deviated a bit where we include scallops now, um, like I was saying, shrimp parmesan. Um, and then just come some other ones like um, my, my brother's fiance is her family's from Turkey. So we've added a couple of Turkish traditional meals into our, into our family's Christmas Eve dinner now too. So yeah, it changes each year. But I'd say that the food, the tradition of the food that we have each year is my, uh, my favorite thing. That sounds really cool. Um, both of us also have very cultural um, Christmas celebrations with our families. So, so um, now we have a group of rapid fire questions. <laughs> no pressure. It's not time or anything. <laughs> it's okay. They're right. just um, shorter. So who um, in your family is the hardest person to kind of buy gifts for? My mom, Very for cool. sure. Yeah, Do like you guys reason because we've seen that a lot of people yeah. think that it's the hardest to buy gifts for when the person doesn't actually like know what they want or they won't tell you. Yeah. So my mom every year says, I don't need anything. That's her line. And when you say, Oh mom, what do you want this year? What do you need? And then the other thing she'll do is like, if you buy her something that seems expensive, she'll say, Oh, just return it. Just return it and keep the money. And we're like, no, we got you this mom for Christmas. So now we've, we've traded over into like me and my three brothers chipping in for one bigger gift that we know she needs, you know, whether it be something around the house she needed or like a new jacket when she's referring or refusing to buy her own like new jacket because she's got so many old ones. So that, that's kind of been our way of getting around that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely when people don't say what they want. It's hilarious, exactly. It's yeah, that makes sense. So um, next question. Do you celebrate with a Christmas tree? Yes. Um, actually, 
we've celebrated from the fake trees to real trees and depends on the year. Um, even me in the last four years, I've lived in New York city, uh, in Manhattan and five years before that in, I was living in Brooklyn. Um, in Brooklyn, I always had a small tree, like one of the little ones you could put on a table. Um, and then when I was living in the city, we, we had a, a big, my fiance and I had a big, you know, six foot, seven foot tree. This is the first year we've switched to a fake tree actually. Um, just because we realized every year we're cutting down or we're getting another tree cut down. So we're realizing maybe we should keep this tree for like 15 years, even though it is made of plastic. I think in the long run, it probably is a more sustainable act right now. Do you, how are you liking the fake tree? Because this is a long debate on our 12 days. It of is. <laughs> I love fake trees because I think it's easier to put up and it saves a lot of money. And then Maxim likes real trees because he thinks it's more authentic. Yeah, both arguments are valid for sure. And I actually gave a quiz to my seniors in AP physics recently. And I always give them a question to start the quiz, like a Coke or Pepsi or, you know, Sprite versus this, something else like that, uh, a toss up question. And that was my question the other day. And they voted that the real tree, nine out of 11 voted for the real tree over the fake one. Um, and I think it's because of the authenticity, the smell, everything, the, the sap. But if you're the one maintaining the tree, and you're not like, say, the child in the house and your parents are watching the tree, then you start to realize like, ooh, uh, a fake tree is actually really nice. I don't have to water it. There's not liquid all over the place. There's not pine needles everywhere. Um, there's no risk of it catching fire if it dries out too much. So you start to realize that actually the fake one might be the better way to go right now. But I'm probably, you know, copping out a little bit by doing that. Oh, definitely. Um, in my house, there's an ongoing debate whether or not to get a real or fake tree. Um, but of course, I love the fact that it's sustainable. So yeah, long lasting. Yeah. If you listen to our episodes, we ask this question every single time. And it's crazy the response that people come up with is like, it's from my childhood. So I want a real tree. But then I think the last time my family got a real tree, it was like blue and prickly and there were needles everywhere and it was really annoying because you would step on them and it would hurt so then we got a fake tree i remember cleaning the apartment like six months after christmas and pine needles all on the couch still that we had not seen somehow that just fell into there so yeah i mean the one thing that i would say that misses with the fake tree is the smell so i i have like three or four pine candles going or balsam woofer Always when, if, especially if like, I mean, non-COVID days, if there were people coming over or something, you, you the smell of the aroma. But even for myself, I want to be smelling that pine when I get home. So I burn a couple of those candles when I get home. Yeah, you're talking to two very avid candles. <laughs> so we Have you stopped by Coach A's office? I haven't been at school in several months. You but. should stop by Coach A's office. Oh, that's obviously, sorry. Um, you should stop <laughs> by Coach A's office. I'm saying in general, if you want that smell, you could smell it like three floors up multiple different smells at once yes <laughs> these candles are huge I, oh i know um, yeah so uh to move on uh do you have a favorite part of christmas at loyola oh, i love christmas at loyola um what would i say is my favorite though i mean i like mass in general but i'd say like christmas eve midnight mass my family is my more favorite traditional mass so at Loyola, I'd probably say it's like the part where there's like a, usually a game show and uh, sometimes the teachers are asked to come up also and compete or sometimes we just watch students uh, compete against each other. So I, I'd say the actual competition phase is really a lot of fun. I mean, seeing kids exchange gifts is nice, but I'm a, I'm a computer, so I like to see that. Have you ever participated in any of the games? 
I did get called up actually. Yeah. Uh, like two, three years ago, I think it was when I got called up and it was for, Oh my gosh, I should know what this is for. I'm trying to think back. I think it was for one of the ones where we had to like finish the line in the song mm-hmm. or know what song was being played from like an intro. Um, yeah, I, I was up there with another teacher and the two of us kind of worked together and I think got it right. I hope, I mean, if it was a Christmas song, I know we got it right. Cause I know my Christmas songs, but it's possible it was something else. Yeah, that kind of leads us into our next question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Christmas song and Christmas movie? Oh, well, Christmas movies, I've kind of got a tie. When I was younger, it was always Home Alone. I grew up watching Home Alone, Home Alone 1 and 2. Um, I never lived in New York City, though, so Home Alone 2 was not very, you know, I didn't connect with it when I was younger, but now I live in the city, and now Home Alone 2 is a lot fun to watch. Um, and I would say it ties with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and that's only as of the last couple years. I'm, I'm a fan of that movie. I think it's really funny. I think Chevy Chase is really funny. Um, so I've, I've gotten to like that movie a lot over the last, like, I'd say five years. When I was a kid, I didn't really know it that well, though. So right now it's a tie. Um, on the song, probably say it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Is that the name of the song? Right? Is that, is that the actual? Something to that effect. Uh, yeah, <laughs> But I it goes, so. it's beginning to look a lot. Yeah, that, that one. I, I'd say that's my favorite song, and the movie is the tie there, yeah. Thank that you. Great. <laughs> um, okay, so these these next ones are harder in general um, from our guests. So let's see. Um, what is the your favorite gift that you've received? Ever? Oh, man. Um, Ever or since you can remember? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, when we were kids, my grandma used to get us um, a piece of Italian jewelry from Italy for Christmas every year. I'd say that's probably the most memorable thing because I still have them. Uh, I actually came across them like two weeks ago with my mom. I was helping her out, clean some part of the house when I was visiting my, my parents for, for a day. And I was able to see a couple of those bracelets actually still like nameplates. They're classic Italian gold pieces of jewelry. I'd say that's probably the most memorable of all. Well, that's beautiful. It's nice that you have something that you can look back on and remember your childhood a little bit. So our next question is, this question was made specifically for you because we know you're an avid baker. (laughs) Do you have a favorite treat that you've made around the holidays or your favorite one that you've ever had at a party or something? All right. So I would say around Christmas time, my favorite baked good is not one that I make, actually. I mean, I could make it, but my mom makes it every year. And I always volunteer to help, but it is a lengthy process. It's the um, Neapolitan cookies, the triple layers. It's like uh, yellow, red, and green. Um, I'm a big fan of almond, and it involves almond paste is one of the main ingredients, actually. So imagine almonds ground up. Um, and then it has a little bit of sweetness with the raspberry layers of the, the gelatin that's in between. So I'd say that's probably my top one. Um, I usually make chocolate chip cookies, traditional things um, that just – make it easier for my mom so she doesn't have to make them because she always makes all the baked goods. But then she'll also make these sugar cookies that are spirals and they're little candy canes. Those are nice too. Um, and then some older traditional Italian cookies that I don't like personally, but the Italian side of my family all seem to like. That's cool. Um, I know we had uh, banana bread this morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. That was very good. Um, I don't yeah, make that so. usually for Christmas, um, but I make that right. throughout the year. So yeah, for you guys and mentor today, that was nice. 
Okay, um, our final question is, how do you um, give back during the holidays? Like in general, whether it's a clothing drive, food drive. Yeah, absolutely, Max. Um, I think it's really important that we give back, not only during the holidays, but throughout the entire year. Um, so I would say that the number one way to do something during the holidays, at least since I've been at Loyola, was to be involved in YSOP each year. Um, just because I think the active service goes a lot further than simply charity. I don't think there's anything wrong with charity. And I think charity is a necessity. Um, it goes hand in hand with justice. But I think the action is definitely more meaningful than just giving. Um, I would say that even during the Christmas time, it is nice to go out of your way for people that you might not normally have as close relationship during the year with as well. So just trying to, you know, bring some cheer and joy into others' lives on a daily basis. But again, you know, that should be something that throughout the year we all focus on doing anyway. Um, so I'd say YSOP would be the one way during the Christmas season that I'm really involved um, with the school. And, and, you know, that's changed from year to year because I've changed the different retreats I've gone on. But if I, if I were to come to memory, that would be the one, yeah. Yeah, I've actually been on YSOP and it was a really fun trip. And we were actually talking about this with Miss Murano the other day about yes. how it's a great trip, especially during the holidays, to give it back in our local communities because it's just in our backyard that we're going and just seeing how everyone's affected in just our own communities is really impactful. So, yeah. Yeah, I great. think it's great for new students at Loyola, especially. It's local. It's only, you know, uh, a one night gig. So it's a little bit different than some of the more lengthier retreats and ones that are more involved. So if there's any freshmen listening, consider doing that, you know, or if, I don't know if this year with COVID it's happening exactly, uh, maybe the changed version of it. I think they're doing something kind of virtually. I don't think it's exactly right, right, but through YSOP they're doing um, talking to people who are um, being isolated right now. So virtually, I think that's how YSOP is doing something. That's great to hear. Yeah. And, and next year, getting involved in person, too, for sure, the, to, the, to the freshmen out there and the sophomores that are listening. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, Mr. Howell, for being on this episode of Unfold with Maroon and Gold. Thank you for having me. It was great. I'll see you guys in school uh, after the break, I guess, physically. Yeah. Yes. Um, and as usual, if you'd like to be included in the creation process or have any other questions, feel free to contact Arwen or I. Thanks for listening.